welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. This episode is inspired by a theme that keeps coming back in this book that I'm reading by Chris Voss called Never Split the Difference. It's a book about negotiation, and he talks about this concept that we're going to talk about today that helps resolve conflict quickly. And Vadim and I noticed that we've actually been employing this exact tactics in sales conversations, in negotiations, in hiring techniques, and this tactic really does help move conversations forward from a potential impasse. And so I want to tell you the story that I read about in this book and tie it back how it relates to business and startups and how it might help you next time you find yourself in a particular conflict where there seems to be a deadlock and nothing really is happening. The story starts in the Philippines in 2001, where Chris Voss was asked to help with a particular hostage negotiation that would then result in him becoming the FBI's most successful hostage negotiator for decades. What happened was there was a young man named Jeff Schilling who was walking by inadvertently a base of a terrorist group when he ended up being kidnapped by a man named Abu Sabayad, a terrorist that was known by Filipino police and authorities as a brutal, violent person. And obviously because there was an American life at hand, the FBI and CIA was trying to figure out how to bring this guy back. The negotiation was being facilitated by a chief of police in the Philippines who worked with American authorities and Chris Voss in particular, the author of this book, Never Split the Difference, to figure out how to get this person back, how to get Jeff Schilling out of the hands of these terrorists. Now, this negotiation lasted for about four months, and the entire four months, this terrorist was asking for $10 million ransom for this American life. During all those months... Sabaya completely refused to budge in the negotiation uh, for $10 million. He argued that Muslims in the Philippines had suffered 500 years of oppression since the Spanish missionaries had brought Catholicism to the Philippines. He recited instances where atrocities had been committed against his Islamic forebearers. He was essentially wanted the money not as a ransom, but for war damages. And something that this chief negotiator in the Philippines was not willing to validate. He hated this terrorist so much because of the history that he had in the Philippines that he did not want to in any way legitimize his concerns for why he wanted that $10 million. And so Chris Voss's sole goal in helping move this negotiation to a resolution became trying to convince this chief of police in the Philippines that it was worthwhile to actually voice the concerns that the terrorists had and put label on them so that he shows that he cares. And that's where the main lesson for this episode really becomes clear. When you actually show that you're listening to somebody when there's a negotiation, when there's a conflict, when there's an argument, when you actually show them that their concerns are valid, when you put a label to their concerns, and when you show them that they're listening, that is your first opportunity to get the words that's right from them, right? That's what really what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them to agree with you. And if you're just butting heads with them, and if you're just trying to show your side, you're never going to get to the that's right moment in that negotiation or in that conflict. And by actually voicing their concerns, you're showing them that you care, and now it opens the opportunity for a dialogue. 
So this is what he imparted on this chief of police. And finally, after four months, the chief of police got on the phone with this terrorist. And instead of just saying his own points and why this terrorist was wrong and why he was never going to get that $10 million, he actually literally just recited back what that terrorist was saying. The 500 years of oppression, the war damages, basically saying like, I understand that the reason why you want the $10 million is because of the oppression that you face is because of the plight of the Muslims in the Philippines. And just by voicing that alone, he actually got that coveted, that's right, from that terrorist. What happened over the next couple of days is that instead of just constantly day by day asking for that $10 million demand, he no longer asked for the demand at all. In fact, he lowered his guard to the point where the American hostage was able to escape because they weren't really watching them as much anymore and Filipino forces were able to come in and rescue him. This shows the power of actually legitimizing somebody's concerns. By showing that he actually cared about what this terrorist was talking about, he no longer actually cared about the $10 million. In fact, the money concern really went away. All he wanted to do is be heard. And this is a bit of a simplification. And obviously, the negotiation had lasted for four months and probably he got tired of negotiating. But the only reason why they were able to move forward is because there was even a situation where a dialogue was possible by showing that you're listening to somebody. Now, this may seem like relatively simple advice, but the reason why it's important to bring this top of mind is because conflict ultimately arises in a situation when two people are not willing to move forward, when they're not willing to listen to the other side. That is essentially what the definition of an argument is, is when somebody's set in their ways so much so that they are unwilling to put themselves in the shoes of the other person simply by being willing to do that, by letting down your guard, by becoming aware of when it is you are preventing yourself from experiencing something through somebody else's eyes, you can then start to understand what it is you need to do to make somebody feel heard and to start taking action towards an actual resolution. Here's a real-life example from a founder that approached me earlier this year about an issue they had with the co-founder they were working with. They started a business idea with three people, and one of these people for months had just been really not pulling his weight. He wasn't communicating proactively. He wasn't doing as much work as everybody else. And generally, he just didn't seem as bought in. And she had all of these assumptions when she came to me about why he's not bought in, about what he wants. She thought, maybe he wants to just work on this business on his own. Maybe he is working on other ideas. Maybe he just doesn't like working with the team. you know. And she had all these potential assumptions about what it is that he wanted. And for, for months and months, she let it drag on where it actually affected the morale of the entire team and things just were not getting done. And so I posed her the simple question. I'm like, have you ever actually asked him what he wants out of this business relationship and why he's working on this idea? And she said, no, not really. Um, I just assumed that we just have this conflict and we don't, we can't really get past it because it's maybe it's the team dynamic situation. I didn't know what to do with it. And I said, try forcing him to confront it by asking him what he wants out of the relationship. That's exactly what she did the next day. It turned out that, in fact, he had other projects that he was working on. That's the only reason why he wasn't so responsive. It's not because he was a bad guy. It's not because he didn't care about this idea. He just had other things that were priority. And then she was able to use that information to 
let him go to tell him, look, it's probably not going to work out if you're not really bought in and you have these other ideas and maybe it doesn't make sense for you to continue being part of this team. And it was no hard feelings. He agreed because he had already told her that he had other priorities. So after months of having this potential conflict, by actually having that open dialogue and putting his concerns on the table, she was able to move forward, remove him from the team, and the rest of the team was able to improve morale and work effectively to move the business forward. And while it might not seem like there was actually a resolution here, because this person actually ended up leaving the company, think about the bigger picture. The CEO here, by bringing it up up front, may have prevented the company from failing. Because in a startup environment, you are low on resources, and when the whole company's morale gets impacted like this, you can quickly spiral into failure. So catching this issue earlier probably prevented the company from failing in the first place. Sometimes these moments of conflict are staring you at the face. It's a terrorist that is not willing to budge on a negotiation with a hostage. But sometimes they are in the background. It's a gut feeling that something is not resolved. You have an employee that maybe you haven't communicated with in a while. It might be a partner. It might be a customer. Somebody that you have a relationship with that is not progressing for one reason or another. In either of those situations, remember that the quickest way to work towards a resolution is actually to address the issue head on and most importantly, let the person feel heard. Oftentimes, that'll quickly disarm the stress of the situation and move things towards a solution. That's it for our five-minute pick-me-up for this week. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.